the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And yesterday on the SiriusXM Fantasy Show, uh, also of the same title, Fade the Noise, listen to it daily on the Fantasy Sports Channel, Sirius XM, from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Lundy usually makes cameos on that uh, program, and I do it every single day when he is in the office uh, with Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. We had Sarah Barshop on, uh, who covers the Houston Texans for ESPN NFL Nation, and unprompted, I you know, I asked Sarah, uh, if my Houston Texans last winless team wager, which we featured right here on the pod yesterday at plus 450 was sound money. She goes, oh, I would take that bet. She goes, I got one that's even better. Uh, and she said, Brad, I would take Houston to have the lowest scoring total of any team in the NFL. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I then pulled it up at DraftKings and sure enough, there it is. Houston uh, with the best odds to lead in this category Four to one, though. So at plus 400, Sarah's saying, yeah, I think that's pretty close to easy money based on what she has covered with this team so far. So, Lundy, I don't know if you're going to follow the coattails of Miss Barshop, uh, but, yeah, I think Houston is definitely the chalk here. But anything else tickling your fancy here in regular season lowest scoring team, again, pulled from DK. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I think uh, it is actually possible to do the equivalent of going all in, pushing all of your chips on every one of these damn bets that has to do with the Texans. <laughs> right. uh, the chance to go 0-17, the chance to be the lowest scoring, the chance to have the number one overall draft pick in 2022. Like, there's all kinds of stuff you can bet on. it. You could just pile it all on top of Houston uh, and probably walk away cashing many of those uh, tickets, if not all of them. Here's a couple that stand out to me. First of all, <laughs> after last night, I might go with the Eagles at 14 to one oh, good, good lord. lord that team is in trouble even with Jalen Hurts uh, potentially coming back from what Shefty said was a stomach infection uh, that's what it was raging case of diarrhea that's yeah, what I think that's it was. what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, Brad, there are actually two other ones that stand out to me, uh, and they take us, unfortunately, to the Empire State, and that is the Jets at 8-1 to one and the Giants at 14-1. to one. Yeah, you know, not so much the Jets. I think the Jets could surprise this season, especially if Zach Wilson can come in and start feeling comfortable. We're getting a really good idea of where he's at in his development uh, against the Green Bay Packers here and what I think is going to be the dress rehearsal for the Jets. Every team is uh, dressing uh, week two of the preseason a little bit differently. Uh, but there isn't a firepower on that team. I think uh, they will not be the lowest scoring squad in the NFL. The Giants, on the other hand, at 14-1, yeah, that would be my pick. Uh, the offensive line, uh, what it appears to be is an unmitigated disaster. Saquon Barkley, we don't know if he is going to be ready to handle a full workload early on in the season. Uh, those are not coming from you know, my observations, but boots on the ground. Uh, they're in the Big Apple. And additionally, Daniel Jones has looked like a refried ass according to all insiders so far in this preseason. And Kenny Galladay is already banged up. So I think it's going to be an accumulation of suck, potentially, for the G-men uh, who could be miniaturized this season and post the lowest scoring total in the league. And that's why I like him at 14-1 to to lead this category. There you have it. With that, on this Freaky Friday, let's get to it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, maybe recency bias is a hell of a drug, but I was quite impressed with this individual. 
And I looked up his season-long rush yards props as a result, and he is the subject matter of today's Twitter poll, which you can cash your vote in right now at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. That is Damian Harris. And, um, you know, he got some limited action last night, but he plowed ahead for a touchdown. He was breaking tackles, getting some of those tough interior yards. And the uh, poll today is uh, the same prop we're going to discuss right here. It's 825.5 rush yards. Pulled this one from BetMGM. Over or under on that? Minus 111 in either direction. And I'm taking the over. Yes, a Belichick running back. I am willing to take the over on in terms of total output. I know there was a lot of Ramondi. Um, Ramondre Stevenson fans that are out there. Uh, he ran hard yesterday despite the fumble lost. Uh, you got James White there, but he's more of a satellite back. Uh, you know, th- there is some talent here. And then you got Sonny Michelle as well, but he's got that bone-on-bone issue. But, again, all of the insiders that I have talked to this offseason tied to New England Patriots and in training camp have said indisputably that Damian Harris is going to lead this team in touches uh, and comfortably so. Now, James White's got to dominate the pass down work, but the early down action's got to go to Harris. And for that reason, and again, based on the eye test of what I saw, based on some of the advanced analytics last year, remember he gained 3.02 yards after contact per attempt. That was inside the top 20 at the running back position. And remember, too, he averaged 69, nice, .1 rush yards per game over 10 contests last year. He's running behind a premier top five offensive line. He was also number nine in yards created per touch. So based on the increased volume, based on the outstanding offensive line play, based on his individual attributes and tackle-breaking abilities, I think Damian Harris cruises over this 825.5 rush yards mark. And to give you an idea of where some of the prognosticators are at, Mike Clay's got it for 931, Jeff Ratcliffe at 902, and Fantasy Football Today at 845. So over, over, and over again, I'm also over. Are you with me, Lundy? Fade or follow? I will follow because I have realized now that we are in the ATB, uh, which is after Tom Brady, uh, time period (laughs) with the New England Patriots. I have realized that all of the uh, things that we thought we knew about Bill Belichick, you have to kind of throw out the window. For example, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, actually a week and a half ago on the podcast, just bet against the Patriots in the preseason because Belichick doesn't care. What is he? He's 2-0 in the preseason. So apparently uh, that is not Uh, the case anymore he actually does care about the preseason wants to see his players perform well including that shellacking last night in philadelphia so i think maybe maybe he's actually changing his ways just a little bit maybe he will go with more of a featured back uh and harris has certainly earned it as you said based on the reports on the ground the eyeballs that are there uh throughout training camp and what we have seen especially last night uh the touchdown was really pretty uh that he had and i i think he's actually poised to get up to 900 yards i think it could happen if belichick is willing to hand him the ball and with that offensive line i think he is bet on a belichick back yeah i'm willing to risk it to make the biscuit number four all right we got two more preseason games tonight out of the primetime lights let's go uh to the first one we're gonna feature here on the pod we got the cincinnati Bengals going up against the fighting footballs maybe the red hogs maybe the red wolves Uh, Maybe some other name uh, that they're going to pull out of their keister sometime soon and sell about a gazillion dollars worth of merchandise. And I hope it is a Red Wolves because that would be a badass logo. I'm not going to lie. But uh, we got the Washington football team as it stands now with the nickname 
And I'm going to side with the football team hosting the Bengals, and I'm going to lay the five, pull this one from FanDuel at minus 110. We know that Joe Burrow is not going to play. Now, uh, we're going to get a heavy dose of Brandon Allen and Kyle Shermer in this game for the Cincinnati Bengals, the backups. Uh, and they played well in their first preseason effort at Tampa Bay, winning 19-14. to uh, But, you know, you will have some Jamar Chase. You're going to have some T. Higgins. Joe Mixon's going to be out there for how long Zach Taylor has not Showing his hand on maybe a quarter, quarter and a half, probably at most that we're going to see from the starters of the Bengals. Washington could play an entire first half, according to some accounts. And here's what's most important. It's not that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, may double his dropbacks uh, from the first preseason game, which he had eight. But he got Taylor Heineke, who had 17 dropbacks in the first game. And, you know, he's a respectable quarterback. But Kyle Allen is expected to be back in this game. And we know he's got a ton of experience so you may not get as much Steven Montez, a former CU buff, in this game. So I think overall here, Lundy, Washington, knowing the experience of quarterback, I think it's going to reign supreme in this contest. Starters may play the entire first half. I think they cover the chalk here. That's why I'm going to lay the five. Again, at FanDuel, a minus 110. Fade or follow. Oh, I hate this one. Um, I'm I'm actually going to fade you on this one. I'll take the uh, I'll take Cincinnati and I'll take the points. I, I, I have no idea why this is kind of a T.Y. It's the preseason. Type of of the course, preseason. we don't know why. There's no sound logic you or know, reasoning behind I, I any mean, of this. We know that Joe Burrow's not not going, but you know, obviously Brandon Allen came in for him after the injury. That's who's going to play. So it's not like they you know pulled some sort of you know random dude off the sidewalk outside the stadium to come in and play quarterback just to somehow get them through this meaningless preseason game. It is actually somebody that does know this team. So I think this one stays close. I think the Fighting Footballs. I'm with you by the way on the Red Wolves. Um, I think they wind up winning, uh, but I think it's going to be one of those like three point you know meaningless somebody kicked a field goal and who cares type of thing at the end of the game. Uh, It's actually our second contest I'm looking forward to. This one, I'll fade you. I'm going to go with the Bengals. All right, we're split down the middle. We shall agree to disagree. Number three. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, the main event down in the desert. And temperature's going to be running high. And uh, I am hot and bothered for the home team here. I'm going to take Arizona. And I'm going to take the points at plus three. Pulled this one at Caesars at minus 110. They're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Andy Reid has come out and said that the starters could play the entire first half. But the operative word there is could. Uh, I'm guessing that Mahomes is going to get at least a couple of series. But they may yank him out of the game shortly thereafter, along with Tyreek Hill, along with the clean-shaven Travis Kelsey, CEH, uh, the entire first team. Uh, I would be very hesitant to buy into the notion that they're going to play the entire first half. Uh, now, you look at uh, what these teams did in their first matchups in the preseason. Kansas City won 19-16 over San Francisco. And what a quinky dink, uh, twinkying. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals won 19-16 over the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, Kyler Murray is also expected to play in this game. Now, he has been very ho-hum and admittedly so about preseason action. He thinks it's rather meaningless, but he understands what the coaches need to see. So he's going to go out there and play for an unknown amount of time, maybe a quarter, uh, maybe a full half. We don't really know, but we're going to get a lot of Colt McCoy. Uh, we're going to get a lot of Streveler as well for this Arizona team. I think you know Arizona will end up winning this thing going away or at least making it close. A lot of people hammering Kansas City because of Reed's comments and, of course, the Patrick Mahomes 
factor, but I'm going to fade that idea, my man. Give me the Desert Birds. Going to fly high, plus three tonight against the Chiefs. Again, pulled from Caesars, minus 110. Fade or follow? Oh, following all day on this one. Uh, go the other way of the public. I, I'm sorry. It's the preseason. It's Andy Reid. It's cat and mouse. It's, it, you know, I, I like Arizona to keep this close. I, I think Arizona could even wind up winning it yeah. uh, with your with one of your favorite guys, Brad, uh, Matt Prater. Um, so <laughs> Never forget. Oh, oh, oh yes. too soon, Lundy. Still too soon. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the over under on this is way too high. It's up at like forty one and a half. Oh, take under, the, under, take the bonus under time, bonus time, under on the forty one and a half. Absolutely, yeah. Take, take go way under on this one. You don't see preseason games that go crazy uh, with the scoring. I mean, look, the preseason uh, total last night on that Pats Eagles game was like thirty eight and a half, and it looked like they were going to crush it. Nope, everything nope. slows down in the second half, folks, uh, and that's exactly what happened. So, give me Arizona. I will take the points, and as you said, bonus time. Give me the under on the. Total. Stick around for our top plays in Major League Baseball. Looking ahead to the rest of the NFL preseason week two slate. And of course, bonus time. Number two. All right, let's go to the diamond. And here is our daily audit of what we did yesterday. Uh, New York Yankees to score first and winch. Ching plus 100. Thank you very much. Oh, that it all went downhill from there. Luis Castillo. Oh, got Captain Hooks. Yar, mateys. I got you, Evans. Yeah, he did. Finished with seven strikeouts. That bastard. I had the over on seven and a half. Uh, Milwaukee. Oh, yard again, Lundy. The hook got me a second time. Uh, the Brew Crew only scored four runs against John Lester and the Cardinals. Are we living in the upside down? What's going on here? Uh, then Abisail Garcia did not get the RBI for me. Did score a run, but uh, failed in that endeavor at plus 165. So... Oh, man, I am poor and destitute, and I'm ripping what little hair I have left on my head out. So let's uh, get some winners heading into the weekend. And I'm going to start off with Bueller, 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 Walker Bueller of the L.A. Dodgers going up against the Metropolitans. Give me the over on seven and a half strikeouts. Pull this one from FanDuel at minus 112. He just faced the Mets on August 14th. Struck out 10 in seven innings pitch. He has been over seven and a half strikeouts in five of his last six starts, and he's been masterful in this second half of the Major League Baseball slate. A 1.34 ERA over that span, and the Mets right smack dab in the middle. Number 15 in strikeout rate among all Major League teams over the last 30 days. But I'm going to ride the deceptiveness and the power pitching of Walker Buehler and the recent success uh, that he's had against New York. Again, give me the over. Seven and a half strikeouts, minus 112 at FanDuel. Fade or follow? I will follow on this one and that lucky 10 number that he had last week. I don't think he gets there, but Brad, I think he's good for nine. Yep. Uh, I think he I think he cruises past this number. I don't think Hook uh, gets involved in this one. So, yes, I'm going to ride this one, especially against the Mets. Um, I think Bueller can take care of business, get New York, push him to the side. At least, like I said, I think it's nine. Maybe he duplicates the 10th, but I think he's good for at least nine. Nine times. Nine times times number one all right let's move on to a player we like to pick on here on the podcast uh that is a washington nationals patrick corbin oh let's go back to that well i hope it's not poisoned lundy give me the over five and a half hits allowed yes of course you can wager on that against the milwaukee brewers it is at minus 120 
at tape time, available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, Corbin has allowed six hits or more in six of his last eight starts. Now, he did face Milwaukee way back on May 29th in that game. Five innings pitch, only four hits allowed, but that was uh, an anomaly. Uh, as you look at what he has done in the second half, his ERA standing at a disgusting 7.83, Lundy. So he's been serving up softballs to the opposition. Milwaukee has 796 post all-star break OPS, and they are batting a, a robust 727 OPS as well against Southpaw. So Corbin, I think it's at least six hits. He's got a lot of the Brew Crew tonight. So fade or follow that over five and a half hits allowed for the Nationals punching bag at minus 120 available at DraftKings Sportsbook. This was a good find because his strikeout prop is five and a half, and it's the under is juiced to the moon. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's been juiced to like it minus one seventy or oh, something yeah, like that at this yeah. point, uh, because everybody is just fading the living daylights uh, out of him. So this is you know obviously there's still some juice involved here, but not nearly as bad as what we saw uh, with his uh, strikeout prop. So you know the the only downside to the hits one brad is obviously if he comes out and looks like hot garbage uh they could yank him real quick yeah they could. Uh, but i but i do agree with the idea of him giving up over five and a half hits i just don't know he may not make it to you know to halfway through the second turn uh of the batting order before he gets pulled in this one so yeah i'll take the i'll take the over on the hits allowed good find to stay away from that other juice yeah fade corbin it's usually cash money all right let's uh boost the bank accounts my man it's a bonus time what what else you got well how about yesterday when i misspoke and said to take st louis <laughs> apparently uh apparently my brain uh knew something that uh my my notes didn't because yep. had you actually <laughs> listened to my mistake you would have hit that three-legger last night yep, and instead uh yeah we uh we got burned and oh by the way looking at you detroit tigers on my afternoon parlay that went to shit right oh, after that happened yeah, all right uh really. i got a handful of them for you first of all bonus time for tonight uh, if you're feeling really like you're a member of Team Hoybos, how about Toronto on the run line, Cincy on the run line, mm. and Colorado on the money line mm. at a plus 436? Um, I really like that one. If you are feeling a little more Team Raisins, which is usually what I am, uh, as opposed to Team Huevos, if you just do the money line on those three, Toronto, Cincinnati, Colorado, it's a plus 207. So still a really good payday for you there. Also, Brad, it's been a while since we've done an alt line. How about an alt line? Let's do it, baby. Uh, I am going to alt line both of these games to be over seven and a half runs. Give me over seven and a half between the Pirates and the Cardinals. Give me over seven and a half between Toronto and Detroit. I just am not quite comfortable with what their normal line is so i've alt lined each of those down a little bit both of them at seven and a half that will pay at a plus 139 and oh for s's and g's let's do a bonus time for tomorrow (laughs) for nfl preseason football i've told you before it has been since september of like 1942 since the baltimore (laughs) ravens have lost a preseason game so i am going to take baltimore on the money line i am going to take the denver broncos who will be facing the seattle seahawks on the money line they are heavy favorites by the way against seattle put those two together plus 120 yeah i like that one quite a bit you're going to hear denver here uh momentarily all right bonus time for me 
Dansby Swanson. Uh, Pinky's out with his uh, very fancy schmancy name. And I think he's going to put some fancy schmancy numbers in the box score. Plus 130 again in RBI available at DraftKings against the Baltimore Orioles. That's all you added to, you know, that's that's the phrase that pays. Baltimore Orioles right there. That's all you need to do. Keegan Aiken on the bump for the O's. An 8.13 ERA. That's what he's posted so far this season. Swanson has got 30 ribbies over the last 30 days and 14 RBIs over the last 15. So I think at plus 130, he will knock one in. Oh, let's work in a three-leg parlay in baseball tonight. Give me a Max Muncy hit. Uh, by the way, he's got a 1.352 OPS against the Mets. Give me the Yankees to win. They've won seven straight games and 17 of their last 21 White hot right now are the Yankees. They're going up against the Twins. And then just because uh, you had a little slip of the tongue yesterday, I'm going to take the Cardinals on the money line. (laughs) Uh, Going up against Mitch Keller, who's got a 6.28 ERA for the Buccos in the month of August. All three of those hit. A Muncie hit. Yankees win. Cardinals win. Plus 225. And then looking ahead to tomorrow – I got a three-legger for you there. Give me the Jets to win straight up against the Packers. Uh, If you see Aaron Rodgers, it's only going to be for a fleeting moment. No Jordan Love in that game, and you're probably going to get a heavy dose of the young guns of the Jets. So I think they're going to win that game straight up. I'm going to pair that with the Broncos. Got a quarterback battle, right? So heavy dose of Teddy Bridgewater is going to start, and Drew Locke as well is a great uh, so far in the preseason. And give me Tennessee minus one. So the Jets to win. The Broncos to win, Tennessee minus one at Tampa Bay because none of the starters are playing, according to Bruce Arians, plus 372, my man. And I put that together at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, before we get out of here on this Friday, poll results, poll results. Damian Harris impressed in limited action last night. So what side would you take on his rush yards uh, prop? And I pulled this one from BetMGM over minus uh, over at minus 111 on 825.5 rush yards, under at minus 111 on the 825.5 rush yards. We had 386 votes, and the over hits at 54.4%, 45.6% on the under. A couple of comments here. JoJo Hunter says, I would never trust a New England running back. That's so cliche. Never forget Corey Dillon. Lawrence Maroney. It's going to be Damian Harris's year. Ryan O'Sullivan says, under for sure, as the Pats have four backs that should see action, they will play the hot hand. Harris, Michelle, White, Stevenson. I disagree with that, and so do the beat writers covering this team. Again, they believe uh, it's unrivaled right now that Damian Harris will be the lead dog for this club. Probably going to get at least 60% of the opportunity share is my best guess. And that is a wrap. On today's Feed the Noise podcast, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.